You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Modern banking is characterized at the moment by fierce competition. I think that much is trite, but we're seeing it from the likes of fintechs and technology giants and changing customer expectations. And that much is rather different to the sort of competition that we saw 10 or even 20 years ago. And banks are increasingly leveraging technology now to help modernize themselves and deliver a far more personalized, convenient and comprehensive uh, products and service suite to customers. And as such, I think open banking models are gaining real momentum out there. And essentially, open banking uses secure application programming interface, or API as we know them, within banking systems and uh, mutually agreed security and tech protocols to let consumers expose their banking data to a third-party fintech. And it's really markedly different uh, from the current uh, African status quo, which favors digital mobile payments modeled on the person-to-person or the P2P three-party payment innovation pioneered by Safaricom's M-Pesa mobile payment, a name that we're all very familiar with. I was chatting to uh, Davina Maharaj, who's program head in Vestec Business Online and API Banking SA, that's actually in her title, to show you just how important APIs are becoming. And it's really changing the face of banking, especially for a high-touch firm like Investec. Well, it's a pleasure now to welcome uh, Jigyasa Singh, who's Technology Managing Director for Accenture in Africa, to talk about how open banking is transforming the sector. Evening, Jigyasa. Good evening, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks, and uh, avoiding, uh, to the best of my ability, the worst of the third uh, wave, and I hope you are too. Uh, Can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey within Accenture and the innovation space? Michael, thank you first of all for having me on the show. Um, So I'm Jigyasa, and I'm responsible for Accenture's growth in our cloud and technology business for Africa. Um, Accenture, as you would know, has a very diverse set of offerings, and we help our clients you know, define their true north aspiration. Uh, we also help them in implementing their, this through new business models enabled by cutting-edge technology solutions. And finally, we also assist our clients in operating the new. That's the full spectrum of our client services across industries. And in doing this, we have we have taken an approach which is very innovative, human-centric, and experience-led. So I'm fortunate enough in my role uh, as the growth lead for technology and cloud to work alongside a very uh, a group of very talented colleagues who work across the spectrum of these services as we solve for our clients. You mentioned experience-led uh, and really putting the customer at the center of everything you do. It's very similar to what Investec are doing as well. They're a high-touch firm. Can you just tell us a little bit more about open banking? What is it and what does it mean for banking and for South Africans? Absolutely. So open banking, first of all, is is not a new concept. Uh, it's been spoken a lot in the Europe, especially, but that was more driven out of regulation around PSD2 and open banking. However, the opportunities that it presents made it quite a prevalent concept quite uh, globally as well. So if we had to look at open banking, open banking, first of all, represents a, a significant shift in how banks are viewing their business models, their offerings, and their competitors. The name of the game here is all about collaboration and partnership. And if we had to just unpack this a little more, it's got four key characteristics. So it's about openness. It's the ability to provide banking services from non-banking channels and vice versa. 
It's about ecosystems. So it's about operating in a network of interlinked companies mm. uh, that provide value and unlock value for their clients through proper collaboration. And then it, there's the regulation, and you touched on this, Michael, as you were opening up the conversation. It's about safeguarding the security, data privacy, and creating the right standards for operating in this environment. And last but not the least, it is enabled by APIs, which are application programming interfaces, which create the right standards and the bridge between the players of the system. And within that, I think, you know, when we think of banks highly regulated, to touch on your uh, your, semi, your second last point, the highly regulated entities versus tech companies and fintechs, perhaps uh, operating with a, a different set of regulatory constraints. So with that tension, what are some of the challenges that open banking presents to traditional banks in South Africa and globally? So, I mean, maybe we should take a pause here and first of all, just look at the competitive landscape for banks in South Africa, which is not very different to what banks are facing globally. And Michael, you touched on this as we opened the conversation. You know, banks are not only... The banking environment is reflective of the the large incumbent banks. I mean, you, you, you named a few. There's the challenger and the digital banks, the new banks that are emerging, which do not have the legacy of what the incumbent banks have and therefore have more agility and ability to offer new products and services at speed. Then there's the fintechs and the third parties. Then you've got the big techs, the likes of Amazon, Apple, etc. And in addition to that, it's the other industries that are now also offering banking products and services. So the competitive landscape is quite dense. And what this has also done is the rules of the game have changed. There's as much as there's risk and fear that, you know, within the existing banks that, you know, they have to now share customer relationships, customer data, the primacy of customer relationships with these third parties and competitors. And there's also the, the challenge of, you know, the, the market being now fragmented with, with this dense competition. These are all real challenges. However, the opportunities that open banking presents far supersede the disadvantages or the fears around open banking. So done right, open banking firstly is not a revolution, so it's not something that just happens tomorrow. It is it evolves over time. And the benefits of banks that decide to embrace this journey and become early adopters are just phenomenal. So all banks need to do is to put the right strategies in place to expand their ecosystems, benefit from collaboration and partnership, and then they can, it, this can be a true game changer for banks. Banks need to definitely be intentional about this, their purpose. So it can't be like a me too story. Mm. They need to be intentional about their purpose and how they can build meaningful relationships with their customers in this, in this new world. And I think that therein lies the challenge, doesn't it, to Jigyasa, building a meaningful relationship from a brand perspective. Because the old days of going to an ATM, drawing money, exposed you to that particular company's brand. Nowadays, there are all these service providers uh, offering these things on top of the banking infrastructure. And if you're paying with a Zapper or a Snapscan, you're not really interacting with the bank brand uh, underneath that. So th there's a real challenge there. It is. It is. You're, you're very right, Michael. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, banks, some of the banks are averse to this. But having said that, I mean, if you look at the banking landscape in South Africa, it, although open banking is not regulated, a lot of the banks have embarked on this journey because this is the world of tomorrow. 
Mm. And rather than, you know, the fear of uh, what, how it could erode your customer base or the wallet share of customers, if, if banks put the right strategies forward and make sure that they adopt the right model uh, around open banking, they could still have a very, very significant presence and they could still have the primacy of the client relationship. And how are you seeing South African banks adopting open banking? And, uh, you know, to my earlier point, we do see some of the uh, the incumbents really embracing it, uh, holders, bolus, uh, you know, titles in the executive armory focused on API and, and business online. How are South African banks adopting this and how do you see this being regulated and how is it currently being regulated, I guess, is another way of putting it. So open banking as such is not regulated in South Africa yet. I mean, the South African Reserve Bank has started industry consultation around safeguarding consumer data and, you know, managing the risks that are pertinent and specific to open banking. Uh, however, it's not a regulated concept. It has been regulated previously in in Europe, in Hong Kong, and in other parts of the world. So there's there's some inspiration that the banks can draw from there as to what the regulator would eventually come up with. However, if you look at the banks, I mean, we've all we've agreed that you know all banks are on this journey already, and. They are deciding how they want to engage with their customers and other fintech players, and also how are they going to help in this evolution of the industry as a whole. So it's not a surprise that the CEOs of two of the leading banks are on record talking about platform banking. Platform mm-hmm. banking is an evolution of open banking and is enabled by open banking. And then there's CEOs of other banks who talk about open banking, but about how are they creating that whole ecosystem play so that they are not only touching the lives of their customers where there's a need for a financial product or a service, but also in the adjacencies around it. So how are you being relevant to the customer? How are you creating the end-to-end customer experience? And how is the customer journey not about, you know, obtaining a loan or a vehicle finance? Mm but about the experience of going around looking for a, a, a vehicle and financing it thereafter. Mm. So, so that whole conversation is therefore then creating the customer intimacy, the, the depth of the relationship and the right outcomes for the banks. Mm. And uh, yeah, Jacques Salis of FNB and Simcha Balala of Standard Bank, the ones who uh, have spoken on my show in the past about platform banking, really embracing this uh, with open arms. Let's just reflect on the three ways of engaging with open banking. Uh, what are some of the approaches and the risks that need to be managed? And is this something that is viable for South Africa now? And how will it change how we as uh, users of banking, consumers of banking and financial services, how will this change the way we experience banking? This, this is a very, very important question because, again, this is about, you know, what purpose and strategies the banks determine for themselves uh, because there is no one-size-fits-all. So while there's an underlying platform called open banking and a way of doing work, you know, each bank and each organization, in fact, all players in this ecosystem could determine, you know, what their sweet spot is and what resonates with their purpose and their strategy. So there's broadly three ways in which banks could adopt open banking. The first is banking as a marketplace. I don't think I need to explain the idea of a marketplace. It's well known to all, but this is an example where all financial services products and services 
are provided through a digital marketplace and customers have the ability to go and buy and the, the, the banks have the ability to cross-sell and upsell their products because they have the intimacy of the customer uh, behaviors, the customer relationship, and are able to you know, understand what customers have bought and therefore what are they likely to buy thereafter. Uh, so it's it's about digitally enabling your banking products and services. The second one, Michael, that you referred to, which is uh, what Stand Bank and SNB are talking about, which is banking as a platform. And the, the prominent difference here is about uh, looking at your core product, but then extending it and evolving the, the offerings around the core products. So a good example here is, you know, when Amazon started, their core business was selling books, but now you could go and buy anything that you want from Amazon, as well as, you know, Amazon is a big IT giant also. I mean, they've got a contact center capability. They've got a cloud capability that they are not only leveraging for themselves, but also for their clients. So essentially, when banks start adopting this model, they offer not only their own products, but non-financial products and services through their own channels and through third-party channels. So this is quite the evolved, uh, you know, implementation of open banking. And and the, the third form of banking is banking as a service, where you pretty much white-label banking products and services and offer it through your own channels or through partner and third-party channels. But in doing so, you are making sure that, you know, the revenue base is growing and you are providing complementary services through the partners. And our research has shown globally that, you know, banks have, are typically divided, you know, equally across these three adaptations of open banking. And, you know, there's a lot of detail. There's a lot, as they say, uh, to use that much overused uh, uh, business word. There's a lot to unpack around these three approaches. Each of it has its own pros and I, I guess cons that can be managed but as we look ahead and as time is running out on us as well how will open banking really shape the way traditional banks and customers engage with, with each other is there an opportunity here or a risk this is this is definitely an opportunity i think everything that we've spoken about is an opportunity and if the opportunity is not uh, if we don't seize the opportunity you know it will it will become a risk uh, but if, if I talk about customers in particular, you know, in the near future, we will see customers will be able to use a third-party app to move money between bank accounts, even between different banks. They'll get a holistic view of their bank accounts and across participating banks. It'll also be interesting to see, you know, how large banks make sure that they are still investing in their relationships, and we've spoken a lot about this. But the engagement will become more fluid and the stickiness will become less and less. So therefore, empathy and purpose, you know, will become cornerstones of the conversation. And for banks, the opportunity is all about collaboration and partnership. I mean, when, you, when banks start thinking about questions like, you know, how are we going to evolve our ecosystem as a bank to cover the financial and non-financial needs of our clients? How are we going to expand the reach into your customer's share of wallet? How will you expand the products and services that the customer can avail? And finally, you know, how does your customer feel when they see that my bank is partnering with firms that I transact with every day, like my real estate agent, like my ERP providers, like a travel company, etc. So the examples are numerous, but this is totally, I mean, the more you embrace, the more you open up, the more you partner, the more richer the proposition is. So it's definitely an opportunity and a very exciting one. 
as the name suggests, open banking is about opening doors to those opportunities. Uh, and if you're not, I couldn't agree with your uh, your point you made earlier, that it will become a risk because uh, you risk being left behind by your competition. Jigyasa Singh, Technology Managing Director for Accenture in Africa, with uh, our uh, quickfire tour through the world of open banking.